Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey you, welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. I'm wife. And together we're reading the Bible. Starting with Genesis and eventually ending with Revelations, we're working through every book and offering our atheist two cents. Or shekels. Yeah, those. We're asking questions and pointing out all the nonsense. We aren't academics or scholars. Nope. In fact, when it comes to religion, we really don't know anything at all. What we've learned so far is that God's a dick. Oh, he really is, isn't he? If you're interested in how we reached this startling conclusion, maybe start from episode one. Otherwise, jump in anywhere. It's all good. Yep. Husband. Yeah, wife. Why were we late? Because we suck. Well, also, I had a promotion this week, so like I, w- I like to know. think that instead of we suck, we had 
life events happened that got in the way. And they were good. So God must be on our side, right? Oh, my gosh. Okay. (laughs) But let's be honest. We also, um, we watched the president, no, the vice presidential debates. There was that. And that put us off. I mean, the fly was very distracting. It was. But that put us off our recording schedule and then your schedule changed. Yeah. 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 We had a lot of shit this week. Sorry, everybody. So... This is um, on an odd day just to get us back on schedule. Yeah, and we should be back on schedule for Tuesdays and Thursdays going forward. Yep. Sorry. Sorry. And um, do you remember what happened last episode? Not even a little bit. So Joseph almost got raped by Potiphar's wife. Joseph almost got raped by Potiphar. Oh, that's right. And then he went to jail the end. Because he was, yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. I mean, that's basically the gist of what happened. Okay. Right. So now we are going to be reading Genesis chapters 40 and 41. All right. Let's get to it. Okie dokie. Hey, wife. Yes, husband. Did you know that we are now on Patreon? Um, yes, because you told me, but also, no, tell me more. <laughs> So we're on Patreon now. Are we? We are. And our supporters can go there and support us. And we have multiple levels all the way up to You Killed God. That sounds really drastic and escalated quickly-ish. Well, no, there's multiple levels before there. So it, es- it escalates on a sliding scale of, you know, cheap to, to not cheap. Oh. But, you know, we can definitely use any amount. So, like, any support is always appreciated. So what exactly is patreon it's a place where you can show your support for our podcast and just our podcast any podcast or any (laughs) performer but you know we're the ones that you know you're listening to right now so maybe you should uh you know support us that'd be awesome that would be awesome but we love you anyway so all you got to do is go to patreon look up sacrilegious discourse it's actually patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse is our actual main page there so head on over and send us some love yeah 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu dot com code GLOW. Okie dokie. So we're still on the story of Joseph. All right. Okay. Genesis chapter 40. Joseph interprets the prisoner's dreams because, you know, he's in jail. Yeah. Okay. Sometime later, Pharaoh's chief cupbearer and chief baker offended their royal master. Pharaoh became angry with these two officials, and he put them in the prison where Joseph was, in the palace of the captain of the guard. They remained in prison for quite some time, and the captain of the guard assigned them to Joseph, who looked after them. Can you imagine if you had a boss that just really got angry at you and you went to jail for it? I mean, it, it seems suck. It seems kind of like Trump wants to be that way. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying that would be a shitty job. It would, but I mean, Joseph's like, I'm in jail, but I'm still awesome, because... Like, he's in charge of them. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, as long as you're going to go to jail anyway, at least I mean, he's push. got a good job with those two guys that went to jail because of their boss. I'm like, that sucks. But they're under the care of Joseph. So, are they really in jail? I don't know. I, I mean, it sounds like they're really in jail. I mean, I don't know. According to the musical, they could, like, slide through the bars. So oh, okay. Right. I don't know. While they were in prison, Pharaoh's cupbearer and baker each had a dream one night. And each dream had its own meaning. <laughs> Like, if this was in the bookstore today, you know, like those dream dictionaries, Mm -hmm. we totally poo-poo and make fun of those things. But no, it's in the Bible, so it's okay. Right, right. Well, I mean, obviously, Joseph's dreams are more important than any other humans on the planet ever. But I'm just saying, like, the interpretation of dreams, like, most of us think of that as New Age nonsense, but Christians in particular think of it as, like, either at best nonsense or at worst the devil's work but there's a lot of those books so obviously we find some fascination in this i know i just i think it's funny yeah that it went back this far it did when joseph saw them the next morning he noticed that they both looked upset why do you look so worried today he asked them and they replied we both had dreams last night but no one can tell us what they mean do you think they both said that exact same thing at that exact same time i'd like to imagine they did that's stupid (laughs) Interpreting dreams is God's business, Joseph replied. Go ahead and tell me your dreams. (laughs) (laughs) Is he implying that he's God? I don't know what he's implying, but that was ridiculous. Right. So the 
chief cupbearer told Joseph his dream first. In my dream, he said, I saw a grapevine in front of me. The vine had three branches that began to bud and blossom, and soon it produced clusters of ripe grapes. I was holding Pharaoh's wine cup in my hand, so I took a cluster of grapes and squeezed the juice into the cup. Then I placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. This is what the dream means, Joseph said. The three branches represent three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift you up and restore you to your position as his chief cupbearer. And please remember me and do me a favor when things go well for you. Mention me to Pharaoh so he might let me out of this place. For I was kidnapped from my homeland, the land of the Hebrews. And now I'm here in prison, but I did nothing to deserve it. You know, he was in charge, so maybe he already knew I was going to be released in three days. And he's like, how can I make this work Right, for me? like how many branches did you say? <laughs> yeah, I was wondering that too. When the chief baker saw that Joseph had given the first dream such a positive interpretation, he said to Joseph, I had a dream too. No kidding, because you guys already said that right. at the same time. Right. In my dream, there were three baskets of white pastries stuck in my head, stuck on, wait, let me start over. Three baskets of white pastries stacked on my head. Ah. <laughs> Boy, I tried to screw that up. The top basket contained all kinds of pastries for Pharaoh, but the birds came and ate them from the basket on my head. Oh, what a bunch of asshole birds. This is what the dream means, Joseph told him. The three baskets also represent three days. Three days from now, Pharaoh will lift you up and impale your body on a pole. Oh. Then birds will come and peck away at your flesh. Oh, shit. Like, dude. What the hell did the baker guy do? Gotta wonder if maybe um, Potiphar's wife, like, humped him too. What does that have to do with the pharaoh? Um, I don't know. Okay. You're but right. anyway, the baker's fucked. Apparently. Yeah, baker's fucked. That's sad. Would you want to know? No. No. Pharaoh's birthday came three days later and he prepared a banquet for all his officials and staff. He summoned his chief cupbearer and chief baker to join the other officials. Come out of jail for just a second. Bake me I some shit. bake and make wine and yeah. fill wine glasses. And then get your ass back to jail. I mean... Well, he's going to apparently kill one of them and release one of them, though. He then restored the chief cupbearer to his former position so he could again hand Pharaoh his cup. But Pharaoh impaled the chief baker just as Joseph had predicted when he interpreted his dream. Why? I want to know why. I know. This is very... What the fuck did he do? Right? Like, that matters to me. Yeah. Pharaoh's chief cupbearer, however, forgot all about Joseph, never giving him a second thought. What a dick. The end. (laughs) <laughs> that was it? Yep. My God. That was chapter 40. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> dude got impaled. Another dude fills cups again. Yay. And Joseph is forgotten. Poor Joseph, but really? <laughs> yeah. All right. I guess let's go find out what happens. In chapter 41. All right. Let's do it. Genesis chapter 41, Joseph interprets Pharaoh's dream. How did he, he didn't get out, so whatever, I guess we'll find out. We'll find out. I I need to shut up now. You need to shut up now. (laughs) Two full years later. Oh, damn. Pharaoh dreamed that he was standing on the bank of the Nile River. In his dream, he saw seven fat, healthy cows come up out of the river and begin grazing in the marsh grass. Then he saw seven more cows come up behind them from the Nile, but these were scrawny and thin. These cows stood beside the fat cows on the riverbank. 
Then the scrawny, thin cows eat the seven healthy, fat cows. Oh, damn. At this point in the dream, Pharaoh woke up. Yeah, I, I mean, would, too. I would say, that that's sounds like a nightmare, not a dream. Yeah. Yikes. But he fell asleep again and had a second dream. This time he saw seven heads of grain, plump and beautiful, glowing on a single stalk. Then seven more heads of grain appeared, but these were shriveled and withered by the east wind. Did they eat the other ones? Uh, that's not my question. <laughs> oh, shit. And these thin heads swallowed up the seven plump, well-formed oh, heads. Oh, shit. I didn't know that didn't heads know of that, grain could yeah, swallow. that's interesting. <laughs> swallow. <laughs> what? <laughs> swallow. Okay. Then Pharaoh woke up again and realized it was a dream. Holy shit. Pharaoh been weird dreams. He been drinking too much of that wine. Maybe yeah. the wine cupbearer needs to go back to jail. He's gonna get impaled. The next morning, Pharaoh was very disturbed by the dreams, as well he should be. Yeah. So he called for all the magicians and wise men of Egypt. When Pharaoh told them of his dreams, not one of them could tell him what they meant. Finally, the king's chief cupbearer spoke up. Today I have been reminded of my failure, he told Pharaoh. Some time ago you were angry with the chief baker and me, and you imprisoned us in the palace of the captain of the guard. One night the chief baker and I each had a dream, and each dream had its own meaning. There was a young Hebrew man with us in the prison who was a slave of the captain of the guard. We told him our dreams, and he told us what each of our dreams meant, and everything happened just as he predicted. I was restored to my position as cupbearer, and the chief baker was executed and impaled on a pole. Yikes. Yeah. Pharaoh sent for Joseph at once, and he was quickly brought before, or I'm sorry, brought from the prison. After he shaved and changed his clothes, he went in and stood before Pharaoh. I'm glad he took a shower first. That's right, very important. Yeah. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream last night, and no one here can tell me what it means. But I have heard that when you hear about a dream, you can interpret it. It is beyond my power to do this, Joseph replied, but God can tell you what it means and set you at ease. Why does he keep saying that and then he just goes ahead and interprets the I dream? I know. It bothers me. That's is stupid. He, is this like a fancy way of saying God works through me? It's not me doing maybe, it? Maybe, maybe. But still, it's it, a really It's a shitty way of saying way. that. Yeah. I wonder if it has to do with the interpretation that we're reading or if it – I don't know. So Pharaoh told Joseph his dream. Oh, stop throwing stuff at the cat. She's clawing my records. Well, maybe she just wants some attention. Maybe. Stop, cat. It's so feral. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're yelling at our cat on a podcast. Well, I mean, she's being irritating during a podcast. She's being an asshole. Well, she really is. Yeah. Stop All right. being an asshole. We're trying to read the We're Bible. We're reading the Bible. God damn it. Damn animal, cat, we love you. <laughs> All right, back to the Bible. So Pharaoh told Joseph his dream. In my dream, he said, oh, i got to hear it again. I, you know how I hate repetitiveness. Right. I was standing on the bank of the Nile River, and I saw seven fat, healthy cows come up out of the river and begin grazing in the marsh grass. But then I saw seven sick-looking cows, scrawny and thin, come up after them. I've never seen such sorry-looking animals in all the land of Egypt. Let me guess they ate them. These thin scrawny cows ate the seven fat cows, <laughs> but afterward you wouldn't have known it for they were still as thin and scrawny as before. Then I woke up. Well, at least he's changing up his words and not being completely repetitive. Right, it's a little bit different. Yeah. In my dream, I also saw seven heads of grain, full and beautiful, growing on a single stalk. Then seven more grain 
heads of grain appeared, but these were blighted, shriveled, and withered by the east wind, and the shriveled heads swallowed the seven healthy heads. I told these dreams to the magicians, but no one could tell me what they mean. Joseph responded, both of Pharaoh's dreams mean the same thing. God is telling Pharaoh in advance what he is about to do. The seven healthy cows and the seven healthy grains of grains of head, heads of grain, <laughs> both represent seven years of prosperity. Ah. The seven, thi- do you not know this story? I've heard sort of, yeah. Yeah, you saw the movie. I know. I don't remember shit about shit. <laughs> it's true. You really don't. The seven thin scrawny cows that came up later and the seven thin heads of grain withered by the east wind represent seven years of famine. Mm. This will happen just as I have described it, for God has revealed to Pharaoh in advance what he is about to do. The next seven years will be a period of great prosperity throughout the land of Egypt. But afterward, there will be seven years of famine so great that all the prosperity will be forgotten in Egypt. Famine will destroy the land. This famine... Ah, the cat made me lose my place. (laughs) (laughs) This famine will be so severe that even the memory... Ow! And then she bit me. (laughs) Damn it! I'm trying to read the Bible, you fucking asshole! This famine will be so severe that even the memory of the good years will be erased. As for having two similar dreams, it means that these events have been decreed by God and he will soon make them happen. I see. So when you have two similar dreams, that means that he's like trying to emphasize a point. And I'm asking this because I have had multiple dreams of my teeth falling out. Yeah. No, I don't really think that's the way things work. I don't either. But also I have to mention that there were no cats harmed in the making of this reading of the Bible. No, not at all. No. (laughs) Therefore, Pharaoh should find an intelligent and wise man and put him in charge of the entire land of Egypt. This is the Mm. part of in the film where Joseph is pointing to himself and he's like, Who could it be? (laughs) Then Pharaoh should appoint supervisors over the land and let them collect one-fifth of all the crops during the seven good years. Have them gather all the food produced in the good years that are just ahead and bring it to Pharaoh's storehouses. Store it away and guard it so there will be food in the cities. That way there will be enough to eat when the seven years of famine come to the land of Egypt. Otherwise, this famine will destroy the land. Sounds like a solid plan. Right. Yeah. Plan ahead. Budget. I mean, it sounds like a solid plan regardless of right. if there's going to be a famine or not. Yeah, I mean, but, you should you know. always, like, put money away for a rainy day. Yeah. Like, duh. Yeah. Joseph is made ruler over Egypt. Same part, same chapter. Got it. Got okay. it. Joseph's suggestions were well received by Pharaoh and his officials. I mean, why wouldn't they be there? Logical. So Pharaoh asked his officials, can we find anyone else like this man so obviously filled with the spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has revealed the meaning of the dreams to you, clearly no one else is as intelligent or wise as you are. (laughs) That is bad math. But apparently it's not intelligence, according to Joseph. It's just God interpreting through him, sort of, maybe. I mean, God gave the dream. And then God gave the interpretation. Right. Whatever. You will be in charge of my court and all my people will take orders from you. Only I, sitting on my throne, will have a rank higher than yours. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the entire land of fucking Egypt. I mean, dude just came from jail and you're like, right? put him in charge of all of Egypt. Like, did you even ask what he went to jail for? Right. And be like, and don't hump people's wives. <laughs> right. 
Then Pharaoh removed his signet, 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 signet ring from his hand and placed it on Joseph's finger. He dressed him in fine linen clothing and hung a gold chain around his neck. Wow. Then he had Joseph ride in the chariot reserved for his second in command. Damn. I wonder who was second in command before this because I'd think they'd be pretty pissed. I would be pissed if that was me, I could tell you. Like, dude just came out of jail and I'm getting replaced by this motherfucker. But for all we know, I mean, this this whole thing is such a flim flam that maybe that guy came from jail too. Could be, but, you know, wouldn't you be thinking like, if I just told him something about some fucking dream, I could stay in place and I'd been fine. Right. But no, this this asshole now, he's telling me what his dreams mean. Until Until you have to be wrong. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the clincher. Then you end up on a stake. Yeah. That's probably what happened to the baker. (laughs) And wherever Joseph went, the command was shouted, kneel down. So Pharaoh put Joseph in charge of all Egypt. Wow. And Pharaoh said to him, I am Pharaoh, but no one will lift a hand or foot in the entire land of Egypt without your approval. Damn. Damn. Then Pharaoh gave Joseph a new Egyptian name, Zaphnath paneah Nope. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll stick with Joe. I mean. I mean, Zephanath. I mean, you got to read it like it's read. Just, you know. Zephanath paneah Right. Zephanath paneah I mean. Whatever. Whatever. He also gave him a wife whose name was Azanath. Oh, that's a really cool name. What I'm was gonna, his name? His name rhymed with that. It that's what was I Asenath. Hold on, Zaphnath and Asenath. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. She was the daughter of Potiphera, the priest of On. Oh, I was thinking like Potiphar, like the guy that like threw him in jail. Right. So Joseph took charge of the entire land of Egypt. He was 30 years old when he began serving in the court of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. And when Joseph left Pharaoh's presence, he inspected the entire land of Egypt. As predicted for seven years, the land produced bumper crops. During these years, Joseph gathered all the crops grown in Egypt and stored the grain from the surrounding fields in the cities. He piled up huge amounts of grain like sand on the seashore. However, where have we heard that before? Like all through the Bible? Yeah. Then he stopped keeping records because there was too much to measure. You mm. can't count that high, bro. Sounds like a, I mean, it sounds good, like you're just asking for people to steal from you. Right. You can't keep track of it. Take a little off the top. Nobody right? will notice because he can't exactly. count this fucking high. Exactly. During this time, before the first of the famine years, two sons were born to Joseph and his wife, Azanath, the daughter of Potiphera, Potiphera, the priest of On. Joseph named his older son Manasseh, for he said, God has made me forget all my troubles and everyone in my father's family. So Joseph named his second son Ephraim, for he said, God has made me fruitful in this land of my grief. At last, the seven years of bumper crops throughout the land of Egypt came to an end. Then the seven years of famine began, just as Joseph had predicted. The famine also struck all the surrounding countries, but throughout Egypt, there was plenty of food. It almost sounds like they invented socialism, and it worked. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Imagine. I know. Right? Yeah. Where everybody plans ahead together as a community, and then everybody... Take care of everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine. That could be nice. I mean, because, you know, essentially socialism is, you know, paying your taxes so that we can have things like 911 and... Whatever roads that don't have yeah roads yeah and well, that doesn't work out very well buildings that are built up to code and right fresh right. air and clean water yeah. so I mean I I think 
we've talked about this before. There's there's a lot of socialist ideas in the Bible, which is kind of cool. It's I think. very interesting. I wonder if Christians know. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't think so. No, it doesn't appear that they do. Think I that. don't think they do. Yeah. Maybe. I don't. I don't really think that they understand much about what socialism is. No, I th- other than it sounds like it's too close to communism. Yeah, so. I was going to say, like, every time I hear somebody go off about socialism, they're, like, freaking out that it's, like, the devil and it's communism and those, you know, pinky bastards. And Yeah, there's definitely some misconceptions, especially amongst uh, Christians, about yeah. what socialism is. It's almost like they didn't read their own motherfucking book. I, I don't think that they did. I think that we have now... We probably we probably have read more of the Bible than the majority of Christians I, on, on the planet. I think so. Isn't that interesting? It is pretty interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Eventually, however, the famine spread throughout the land of Egypt as well. And when the people cried out to Pharaoh for food, he told them, "Go to Joseph and do whatever he tells you." So, with severe famine everywhere, Joseph opened up the storehouses and distributed grain to the Egyptians, for the famine was severe throughout the land of Egypt. And the people from all around Egypt came to buy grain from Joseph because the famine was severe throughout the world. The end. Except that throughout the world means throughout that part of the continent that they were aware of. Right, right. And they had to buy it from him. So this doesn't sound very socialist, actually. No, no. It sounds like Pharaoh's like, hey, we got a money-making scheme here. Let's use it. Yeah. We're going to use God to make money. Right? Yay. Yeah, that's less good. So that's less good. That's less good. It started out socialist. Like, wait, why do we have to um, buy back the food that we gave? Well, we don't know that they gave them. It might have been the Pharaoh's crops that they were storing back. Okay, that's It could have been. I don't know. I mean, well, Pharaoh owns the entire land, so all of these people were growing the food right. that belonged to Pharaoh. That's fair. That's so, fair. But maybe he, maybe, you know, we don't know the whole story. Maybe he bought it from them in the first place. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, he did not. He said, he said, all you serfs and slaves, get out in those fucking fields and go grow that shit, and I'm going to take it from you because it's mine. And then if you I mean, want some, you can buy it from me, even though you toiled with your hands. That sounds likely, but I just, you know, I'm just throwing it out there. We don't know exactly. So. Whatever. I know. Okay. Well. I know because men in power are always greedy asshole bastards. All right. And they take, take, take. Well, that's it for today. Okay. Is that it for today? Yeah. That's it for today. I wasn't stopping you. You can go on a rant longer <laughs> if you want. I mean, it's basically just men sock the end. Right. I know. You've, you've mentioned that before. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. A lot. I'm sorry I'm such a man hater. If men would just stop sucking so much, I would stop hating them so much. Mm, yeah. I mean, there are good mans. You are a good man. Mm-hmm. And I know a few other good mans. I, I know. You, you've told me before. It's just that men in general are shitty. Okay. Right? I mean, I don't want to alienate our audience. So according to the stats, it's like 90% men. Oh, well, that's very sad. But I'm sorry. I have a good husband because he admits, yeah, men are kind of good. <laughs> I mean, right? You have said that before. I have said that before. And if these listeners are good men, they too will say, yeah, Lots of men are rapey and gross, and that's too bad. I mean, bad. certainly in the Bible, that's true. Certainly in the Bible, that's true. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to try to stay on track from here forward. Again, our cat is just fine. Yeah, she's fine. And uh, we'll see you guys in a couple of days. Yeah, so. we'll see you Tuesday. What, yep. what? All right. And until then. Bye.
Yes, wife? Um, is there a way for people to contact us? Well, sure. They can uh, get on our Twitter account. We have a Twitter account? We do. What is it? It is sacrilegious underscore D. Wait, D for discourse? Yeah, they wouldn't let me put the whole thing, so I had to shorten it to underscore D. I hate them. Yeah, that's disgusting. How do you spell sacrilegious? Do you know? I don't want to. Just look it up in a dictionary <laughs> or something. I don't I don't want to do that right now. You know why? Sacrilegious you, underscore D, okay? Because you messed it up and I made you fix it. That's why. Yeah, yeah. What about an email? Yeah, we got that too. What Sac- is it? Sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. Oh, well, that's easy. Yeah. As long as you know how to spell sacrilegious. Right. Well, definitely get a hold of us. Let us know what you thought of the episode and, you know, any comments, hate mail. We love that kind of stuff. Also, you could answer some questions that we leave throughout or, like, correct my pronunciation. Yeah, please. bad, wrong, and horrible. Because we suck sometimes. Absolutely! Oh, also, you know, if you like this shit or whatnot, um, like, give us a like on your podcasting app and stuff or even leave a comment or something. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Goodbye.